Hi, this is Randall Dobbins with Business Partner Blueprint, where we provide strategic alliance training to help you quickly grow your business. And I'm welcoming you back to another episode of the Blueprint Pros Podcast, where we discuss how to land big corporate clients. And today, I'm so wonderful, I can't stand myself. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I know, I know you're saying, Randall, every time I hear you, you're so wonderful, you can't stand yourself. That's because it's true. So, uh, welcome back. I'm glad you're with us. Today, I'd like to invite you to join us uh, over the next nine episodes for a brand new Pathway to Your Success series. That's right. We've got a nine-part series. We're going to talk about the Pathway to Your Success. This series is about helping you to discover the small business growth opportunity with the biggest companies in the world. The series will walk through various issues such as corporate contracts versus government contracts, how to use corporate contracts for legacy business growth, and what does that mean? What do large companies buy? Why the time is now for small business owners to get into the big corporate contracting game? How to go about financing your your small business so that you can really play and win in this game? And of course, the mindset for success. So you'll definitely want to stay tuned and be a part of that. And you'll see announcements on our social media and everything else. Or just subscribe to this podcast and you'll be notified when the next one drops. But today's topic is uh, part one, legacy and giving back the small business owner's dream. And what I really want to talk about is... You know, why did you start your small business or why are you thinking about starting your small business? And you get past the obvious things rather quickly, which is, you know, I can make some money or I'm fed up with my nine to five or I want to be my own boss or all these other kinds of things, which are extremely important. A number of us have wanted to have the independence we wanted to be our own bosses. We felt like it was our time. We thought that there was some unique something that we could do or that you could do that that um, you thought was missing in the marketplace. There was a need you could serve. But fundamentally, deeper than that, even if you ended up doing it out of necessity, you probably are thinking... I want to start my own business because I want to build something. I mean, all those other things are additional support and uh, great reasons. But when you think deep down about it, what does a small business really mean to you? Even if you decide you're going to sell it. For most of us, and I'm pretty sure you're probably included in this, it's I want to build something. I want to leave something for the family. I want to make a mark. I want to do something more substantial than be uh, someone that works for a big company, you know, just being a number in a, in a big company of people that just come and go. And if I do it right, I can leave something for my kids I can I can make a difference in the community. I can uh, fund, you, you know, passion projects that are near and dear to my heart. 
And, you know, in the simplest terms, I, I get to come even closer to living life on my, in my own terms, at least professionally. And if I triangulate it or if I manage it or if I fund it properly, I do both in my professional and my personal life. I'm, I'm, I feel like this is my real shot at living my purpose and living in my purpose, right? Right? And isn't that kind of the why? And and doesn't that kind of really and truly get at the dream, you know, the whole idea that, you know, in this world, you can be whatever you want to be. All you have to do is dream it, right? <laughs> if you dream, you can believe. Uh, if you believe, you can achieve, you, you know, all these things. And so small business represents just uh, a, a huge opportunity personally. Now, I know you might be saying it, it's it's hard out here. It, it can be daunting. It can be overwhelming. It can be outright scary because you don't have a safety net unless you build it, right? The only way you have a safety net is you build it. Being a small business owner does not come with a safety net. You have to build it. But you've seen so many other people do it. And so, you know, it can be done. And then you hear, you know, in the U.S., things like 90 percent of. No, better than 60 or 70 percent of non-government employees work in small businesses. So, you know, we are an economic engine, an economic driver that the economy thrives on us they thrive on what you do and what i do and so if we grow a business where you know something bigger than a lifestyle business where it might just be you or you and one or two people a couple of contractors or an admin and all jobs are good jobs um but if you're saying you know you're going to make that impact where you have somewhere between five and fifty or five and two hundred employees then you 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 know that um, when they report those monthly statistics about job hirings, they're talking about you. Those numbers are not primarily driven by the the top ten or twenty companies in the world. Now, don't 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 get me wrong; those companies do significantly add, but the vast majority of the 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 impact on the economy comes from what you do and what I do as small business owners. And if we've got some confidence that we know what we're doing and we've tapped into a market and we've got a lot of good things going, then our small business never really looks back. Yeah, we're going to go through some highs and lows just like every business does. I don't I don't know a business that hadn't been through them. But if we're confident in what we're doing, we're managing the market, we're staying on top of our business, then we ride those waves. And if we're good small business owners, we've done some things to prepare for those downturns. I, it, it always reminds me of something that uh, a banker friend told, told me. He says, Randall... The, the best time to approach a bank about money is when you don't need it. <laughs> and I know you've probably heard that as well. But what he was sharing with me was that, you know, if you're thinking about a warehouse line for your business, then get it when times are good so that when times are bad, that's not something that you have to deal with and you can weather that storm. And all that's to say, 
you know, this is just a small example of things you do that takes out some of the fear of uh, growing even bigger, making a bigger impact, doing a whole host of other things. And so why is this significant? This is significant right now uh, because we're in an unprecedented time in the economy. Big corporations have more economic stability than they've seen in the last 10 years. They are spending capital dollars. They're putting projects out there for three to five years into the future. I mean, you know, uh, when they start talking about construction projects, then it takes about a year or two to plan those. Depending on the project, it can take about two or three years or, or longer, four or five years before the construction is complete. And then they actually start putting cooking into the books what they believe the additional revenue is going to be from bringing that asset online. So that's how far out they're looking. And a lot of them are beginning to look even uh, uh, look at even more projects because they have confidence in both the tax environment, uh, what's going on in the global economy, and a whole host of things. Now, right now, we are seeing that China is looking, um, the, the, the whole trade issue with China is creating an opportunity for a lot of the companies that went there to come back to the U.S. or go to South uh, uh, Central America or South America or go back to Europe or go back to other places. And all of that just creates more and more and more and more opportunity for small business owners because we fill a gap that other big companies just can't fill. So if you were thinking that you're not quite sure what the economic outlook was going to be for the next five to ten years, and whether or not your small business is going to actually be able to survive and thrive in this market, what I would tell you is hang in there. Now, you may have to sharpen the axe a little bit, and, by the, and if you don't recall what sharpening the axe means, it is you may have to become more precise in some of your, your, in your skill sets and your ability to execute against, against uh, projects and learn a little bit more with laser precision uh, what particular customers you're going to go at go after and what's going to be the value proposition for them and how that whole thing's going to work so you're going to have to be really really sharp on how you figure out who they are how do you put a compelling business case in front of them how do you go about proving that you're the smartest choice they can make for that opportunity and um, get the opportunity to cross the finish line uh, and get the, the referrals and other additional business that comes after that so that you never look back. So you may have to sharpen your axe right now because there's going to be so many opportunities you can't afford to chase after all of them. You just can't. But uh, right now, uh, it's a great time to be a small business owner. I mean, really and truly, it doesn't matter whether you're going after big companies or whether you're going after public sector work most all of the governments around the world are spending money and government spend represents a major opportunity for small business owners as well so i would tell you right now in 2019 you you are in 2019 through 2023 through 2024 
is looking real good um, based on what we know right this minute. And so you have to then start saying, well, all right, Randall, you, you, you started this off with legacy and giving back. And that leads me to, and, I, and I'm going to get ready to close shortly, that leads me to answering another part of, you know, the big why, you know, the small business owner's dream. And what I really want to impress upon you is two things. And part of this reminds, is it's part of, a, well, I'll share this with you. I was in a workshop and uh, this lady, Christina Wise, K-R-I-S-S-T-I-N-A, she wrote a book called uh, Falling for Money, uh, a bestseller. And uh, she, she uh, owns a company, what, Wealthy Wealthy Life, um, uh, yeah, uh, where, where the second wealthiest, W-E-L-L, <laughs> which is kind of clever, wealthy, W-E-L-L, wealthy life. But she talks about being clear on being a small business owner or an entrepreneur and what that really means to your personal wealth. You know, obviously, we're not trying to do this to be broke. We're not trying to do this to be poor. So what does it mean for our personal wealth? And she said, you know, business, small businesses or being a business owner in and of itself does not create wealth. Being a business owner, primarily because most of our businesses really never sell for the value we think it's going to sell for. You know, a lot of us say, hey, if I can get 10 times profit or 10 times revenue or something like that when I sell my business, that's great. But it rarely turns out that way. So she says, you know, starting your own business is not your way to getting rich. And she goes on to further say that you really and truly have to think about personal wealth in two terms as a as a, as a small business owner. And she recommend recommends that you say, I, I have my work business, my small business or my 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 corporate business and I have my home business. And that creates the space for you to really and truly think about, well, what does your actual corporate or small business do? And she says, look, uh, once you're profitable, once you've stopped struggling uh, and paying everybody else and sacrifice money, you know, sacrifice your own personal well-being because you want your employees paid. Once you get over that hurdle, uh, which we'll talk about that a little bit more in uh, over the next few episodes, episodes, she says what you're really looking at is your small business, your your company is nothing but a cash flow generator. That's it. That's all it does. And so if you you build it well enough with corporate contracts or government contracts or whatever, and it generates enough cash for you personally, uh, and it takes care of your employees, and it takes care of all these other things, uh, your, your giving and, and charitable work and other kinds of things, then now, it, well, and actually simultaneously, you should be focusing on your home business. And I like the way she did that. She said, you've got your, your work business and you have your home business. 
And she said the mistake that a lot of us make, especially as small business owners and entrepreneurs, is that we don't manage our home business like we manage our work business. You know, our work business, we know the numbers, we know the profitability, we know a whole host of things. But invariably, in the money that we pay ourselves in our home business, our lifestyle rises to our income and she makes the point that if you're really and truly trying to create personal wealth, that you have to stop that. You have to run your home business like your your small business, and you have to figure out how to do three things, how to have an investment account, a savings account, and then the, the household account for, for every um, where you pay everything else out of what's left once you take care of taxes, investment, and savings. So that's all I'm going to share with you about that. But I say that for the purpose of talking about, you know, part of the dream is that we are financially secure. We're not looking back and it just makes dealing with all the exciting things that come to us as a small business owner even even more exciting because now we can we we can devote all the mental energy and everything else because we're 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 not stressing out over the home front. So that too is part of the dream. But once again, I I, I love that concept because you really and truly are building a cash flow engine. That's what your business is. That's what funds the legacy. That's what funds the giving back. And with that, it enables you to enjoy the dream. So thanks for uh, sh uh, listening in on that. Uh, let me tell you, uh, I'm going to wrap this up right now and uh, get, get, get tuned. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode, episode 39, which will be part two um, of, of this series. And it's called the uh, corporate opportunity, uh, meaning corporate versus government. So I think you're going to you're going to be excited about that. That that's really and truly going to be a be a uh, another great step in your in the uh, pathway to your success. And uh, with that, uh, please go to www.blueprintpros.com and get on our email list and stay up to date on new episodes uh, or like this uh, channel, whatever you're listening to us on. Uh, we're we're on Spotify. Um, Stitcher, iTunes, Castbox, uh, Spotify, a whole host of other 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 services. So like the episode uh, and and subscribe to the channel. We've got a lot of great things coming to take us through the end of the year. Uh, or you can go to BlueprintPros.com and you can leave me a message. I'd love to know what you think and if there are other topics you want me to cover. And yes, I may feature your comments in an upcoming episode. If you go back and listen to some of the other episodes, I've been known to do that. Uh, as well, please share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I'd greatly appreciate that. And stay tuned. We have a special surprise coming up in the next few episodes. So keep listening. This is Randall Dobbins, and I'll see you on the other side. Bye for now. <laughs>